You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. First Corinthians chapter number 12 in your Bibles. And uh, boy, I tell you, the love of God, I was thanking God for loving me this morning. And you know, you think, why? Why does God love me? Why does God love us? He just chose to. And um, it's an amazing thing. And we love him because he first loved us. And boy, his love reveals what true love is. How would you even know what love is without God? There is none without him. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Next week, we're in the love chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is next week. But we're in 1 Corinthians 12 this week, going chapter by chapter uh, with the uh, idea of the culture of a church that pleases God. And, uh, you know, the, the church was, was Christ's idea. He is the head of the church. It's his church. It's not my church. I belong to the church. I, I am the under-shepherd in the role here as the shepherd of this, uh, this flock. But make no mistake about it, Jesus is the shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's the gentle shepherd. He's the glorious shepherd. He's the coming again shepherd. And he'll be coming back one day for his flock, that's for sure. But as we're talking about the church, we're remembering that it's Christ. And we want to do it his way. We want to find out what what, what we mean by culture. What type of atmosphere does Christ want at his church? What type of attitude amongst his people does he want? What does he want us to do? What actions, what accepted beliefs should we have? And so that's what we're looking at. We're looking at from the Bible, what are some things that we can learn, really, from a church that didn't quite do it right, What can we do with the opposite of that and and find out how we can please the Lord? We've looked at 11 chapters of this, and now we're in chapter 12. And the topic here of chapter 12 is serving God with spiritual gifts. Serving God with spiritual gifts. Look down at uh, 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 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, if you would, verses 1 through 11. If you'll read those with me, just follow along silently. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would have you, I would not have you ignorant. I want you to know, brothers and sisters in Christ, about spiritual gifts. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away under these dumb idols, even as ye were led. They had served idols at one point. You know, idols are dumb. They don't speak. They don't talk. They don't hear. They're just pieces of wood. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now, look at these next couple verses. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse or different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. We're going to talk a little bit about those uh, particular miracles in a minute. But all these things worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Father, would you bless, I pray, our time in church this morning. Lord, we pray for your blessing upon those watching online that are unable to make it today. 
We pray your blessing upon those in the room this morning that are here to hear the word of God, to worship together. And uh, God, I pray your blessings upon us. Speak with us through your word. Help us to see some things this morning that would help us to effectively serve you and fulfill our purpose better. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I heard there's some type of sports game today. Uh, tonight, uh, you know, I know I'm wearing a jersey, but supposedly there's a football game, I believe, and uh, soccer. But uh, Brother, Brother Dickinson, I think, is a little confused. He, he heard football, and he put on his soccer jersey. But, uh, but uh, that's real football to you, brother. He played and uh, probably would have been pro, you know, on his way there when he was younger. I know Brother O'KK is the same way, but, but the, uh, yeah, so, but football tonight, I understand we have that, and, and we're using that uh, kind of analogy. I think there's a lot of great analogies that sports le- uh, yield to Christianity. Paul used a lot of sports analogies. Uh, there wasn't American football back in his day, but I'm pretty sure he would have used it. Uh, he would have had that there, but think with me for just a second, by way of introduction here, about sports for a second, about football in particular. The players are gifted in different ways. They're gifted in different ways. There are some people that that thrive on offense. There are some people that thrive on defense. Some people throw the ball really well. Some people can't throw to save their life, but they can catch the ball. And so that you know, different strengths there. Some block and some tackle. Some are the ones keeping the quarterback safe, and some are the ones trying to kill the quarterback. Uh, Some are big, strong, and slow. Some are small, skinny, and fast. But everybody on that roster, they're playing for the same team. They're playing for the same team. And if they're doing it right, they're playing for the good of that team. Now, how can we apply that here? Well, this chapter that we're looking at shows us that God has gifted us differently. He's gifted every person in here differently, but we all serve the same God. We all serve the same Lord. We're on the same team. He gives us spiritual gifts, but he gives us the spiritual gifts, not for the sake of ourselves, but, but for the sake of the church. And so it's, it's that mentality. So I think there's some beautiful uh, uh, similarities here, but we're talking this morning about spiritual gifts. Now, what in the world is a spiritual gift? Let's talk about a few things this morning. I want you to notice, but just by way of introduction, let's look at verse four. I want you to see, first of all, the variety of gifts, the variety of gifts. Look at verse four. Now, there are diversities of gifts with the same spirit. Diversities, a variety, a different amount or different kinds. The Greek word in your Bible, now we're not doing a Greek lesson this morning. I'm going to talk about several Greek words because it's interesting. The Greek word for gifts in the Bible is the word charisma. It is literally spelled C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A, just how we spell the word charisma. But when we use the word charisma, we're talking about like a magnetic personality. Someone that just, you know, you want to follow to the ends of the earth. They have a certain charm or a certain appeal to them. But the original meaning of the word charisma is the biblical meaning. It means gifts or power bestowed by the Holy Spirit for the good of the church. That's what it means. It means gifts or power bestowed by the Holy Spirit for the good of the church. It, was, it comes from the Greek word charis, which is the word grace in our language. So grace gifts. Uh, these, are, these are graces that God gives us. Now, does that mean that God's given me the, the grace to just go heal people? I always, I always laugh, not laugh, but it, it's almost amusing to me, the, the, the fake healers on TV. I, call them, I don't call them faith healers, I call them fake healers. Because if they were real, why aren't they spending their lives at the hospital? But they don't. But if you got money, then they can have they have something for you. 
but, but it, it, it's, it's fake. So there are certain gifts that we'll talk about here in just a second that God used in the Old Testament. And they were apostolic gifts. The apostles used them. And the Bible tells us that God gave them certain gifts to authenticate their message. For instance, if in here, if we did not have a Bible and you didn't know anything about God and I came up here and said, I want to tell you about this man named Jesus Christ. And you're here, well, who's Jesus Christ? I think I've heard of that guy before. And I'm saying, no, 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 you don't understand. He is the Savior of the world. And he came down, he is God, and he came down to this earth, and he bled and died on this earth so that he would pay for our sins on the cross. And if we want to be with him forever in heaven, all we have to do is turn to him in faith and say, Lord Jesus, save me from my sins. I can't get to heaven myself. I'm trusting in you alone. And you would say, well, that's nice and everything, but how do we know what you're saying is true? And then I walk over here and I heal somebody. Somebody that's lame, somebody who can't walk, they're in a wheelchair. I said, to show you, that, if I did this, to show you that I'm telling you the truth, watch this. Boom, they're healed, doing cartwheels. You'd be like, okay, he's saying something here. That's what the, maybe not in that modern terminology I just used, but, but that's what the apostles had the power for is to show people, because they did not have the written New Testament word of God, to say that what I'm saying is true. The gifts of tongues are that way. The gifts of healing are that way. The, uh, some of those things that we'll see here are that way. They were, they were sign gifts is what we would call them. But look if you would. Now there are three places in the Bible that God talks about specific gifts that he gives to people. Look if you would. Uh, well, you don't need to turn to Romans. But Romans chapter 12 verse 6 through 8 gives us several gifts. The gift of prophecy. Now we think of prophecy almost like divination. Almost like, I can, I can foretell your future. That's not, that's not Bible prophecy. It was forthtelling. It was, hey, if you don't turn, this is what's going to happen. If you don't get right, God's going to do this. You need to, that's what the prophets in the Old Testament were doing, right? They were saying, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, you better get right or God's going to come judge this. So that's what the prophets were. They were declaring truth. Uh, the gift of ministry, which just means serving. Some people are gifted in the area of just serving others. Teaching. Teaching is a gift from God. Exhorting or encouraging is a gift from the Lord. Uh, giving is a gift from the Lord. You say, oh, pastor, I'm not good at any of those, so I don't have to do them. Yeah, you do, but some people are gifted in these ways. Uh, administration or ruling. Some people, natural leadership, natural administration, natural in that way, and God gifted that. Mercy. Some of you have gifts of mercy. You're, you have greater amounts of mercy for people than others do. And so those are gifts, but then we saw some here. Look, if you would, at verse number, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, look at verse number 8. But to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith. Now, we all have faith, but for some people, there is a greater amount of that gift given where they are able to exercise more faith than others. Uh, then it says here, uh, by the same Spirit, gifts of healing, which again we believe to have been, of course God can heal whomever he wants to, but that sign gift has passed away. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Some people just can tell, oh, that's not of God. And they just have a discerning spirit. To another, diverse or different kinds of tongues. And uh, tongues in the Bible were not some secret prayer language that you had. Tongues in the Bible, the word tongues means languages. I'm speaking the English tongue right now. Some of you speak the Spanish tongue. There are different languages and other languages as well. And, and so they would speak and then the people would hear it in their language. That was a sign that God was doing something. We believe that gift has gone away. 
But it talks about the interpretation of tongues. And then if you look at verse number 28, 28. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. So he's saying there that God has given lots of different types of gifts. Are there more? Maybe. But we really don't have the answer for that. So there's a variety of gifts. Secondly, I want you to see the variety of service. Services. The variety of services. Look at verse 5. Verse 5. There's a lot of teaching right here. We're going to get to some practical stuff in a minute. Verse 5. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Administrations are just different types of services. Different types of roles or positions that God has ordained in the church. Of course, we know the, the pastoral role and the deacon role, but there are many more other roles as well. In fact, the, the Greek word there for, ad, uh, for administrations is diakonia, where we get the word deacon from. It's service. That's what deacons are. Servants. That's what a pastor is. Servant. Minister means servant too. And, and so that's what it is. Serving. You know, there are so many different ways for people to serve. So many different ways. We have, we'll talk about teams in just a minute. We've got a lot of ways here. There's so many roles of service in the church. There are roles that are prominent. There are roles that are behind the scenes. Some of you, you would have no problem with a prominent role. You have no problem being in front of the crowd. Some of you, you would die on your feet if I asked you to pray to start the service today. I know, and, and probably the, one of the greatest fears, if you look up like the top 10 fears, public speaking is very close to the top. How many of you got that fear of public speaking? Can I just see this one? All right, let's have you come up to the platform. We're going to expose your therapy. We're going to get you up here and get you. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that to you. But I know that fear. I, I sit up here afraid before I come preach. The variety, though, there's varieties of services and, and gifts. But number three, look at this, the variety of activities. Verse 6, it says, but, the man, but, the, but there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh in you. Operations means activities or deeds or works, the implementation of these different things, the ways of using what you have. The Greek word is energema, where we get energy from, the, the word energy. There, so he's saying, look, ever, there are different gifts that God has given, and there's different roles in which you can use them, and there's different ways in which you can use those gifts. And it's not limited to, to this box or this box. There's a lots of different ways. That's why uh, uh, years ago, we, we, we just got kind of tired of the fact that it seemed like in churches, there's only three ministries to serve in. If you wanted to be involved in church, it seemed like there was about three ministries. You could be a nursery worker, if you're a lady. You could be a choir member. You could be an usher. And it seemed like for a while that those were like all you could do. There's nothing else. And so we put our heads together. We came up with different teams. We call them teams in our church. They're just ministry leaders. And you know this because we talked about this at the Ministry Expo, but some of you haven't heard this. We have currently 19 teams in our church. Teams that are led by laymen in our church. People that are gifted in different ways. Gifted more than me in a lot of these ways. And what they do is now we have these different teams that serve because there's different roles or different giftings and all of that. I was thinking about our graffiti team. We have a graffiti team. Yes, we do. North Long Beach. We got the graffiti team. Pretty soon we're going to have like the pot smoking team or something. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's North Long Beach. Who knows? But uh, 
We got uh, some of you already on that team, sadly. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but we've got uh, we've got the graffiti team. You know, I was thinking yesterday, walking around our building. I was thinking this. I was looking at you know all the different patches of <laughs> we have all these different patches of of color all over our building. And I was thinking if our graffiti team is working correctly, we don't know they exist. If our graffiti team is working right, we don't even know why we have a graffiti team. Say, why? Because we never see any graffiti. It's like, there's never any graffiti here. Why do we have a team? No, they were here before you saw it. We get tagged all the time. And I know it's some of you folks. I know it is. I know some of you are out there. You're shaking the bottle and everything. And my son was, was making a project for school, and I was showing him what, what spray paint is and shaking the bottle, and I was like, man, I should just show him how to tag our building just to get him adapted to the culture. I had a teenager one time came to our church and got saved, and uh, he said, Pastor, or Brother Reynolds at the time, I was youth pastor, he said, I am, uh, I'm on probation right now, so I got to go back and do some community service. I said, what are you on probation for, man? He said, well, I'm a tagger. And back then, this is like, you know, 12 years old, what's a tagger? You know, and he goes, I spray paint things. And so I would take him out soul winning with me. In fact, we painted the, he's a good painter. We painted the top of the, of the balcony up there. I was like, use your gifts for the Lord, painter, you know. He said, shh, up there. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, he, I took him around town. And, uh, and, and we were going soul winning, different things. He said, oh, you see that big, uh, that big letters over there on those buildings? I said, yeah. He said, I did that. I'd take him over here. He's like, Pastor, Brother Rose, you see that over there? I was like. Don't tell me. He's like, yeah, I did that. I'm like, well, I, let me just say, you do good work, all right? He was good. But the Lord took that, and, and, you know, he was able to paint and use that gift for good, right? But, but there are different teams that we have, and I'm thankful for that. And, you know, we have teams, like I said, the graffiti team and other teams, where you're serving, but you're not in the spotlight, but you're still serving. You're still doing something that matters. There are a multitude of ways to serve Jesus, we don't want to pigeonhole it and say this is the only way you can serve the Lord. But you serve Jesus by serving others too. And I want to encourage you to keep your eyes open because there's a lot of ways. And just because we don't have a specific team for that doesn't mean you can't serve. Look at, look at the next one here though, verse 7. The variety of revelations. But the manifestation, which, which means revealing, revelation, of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. In other words, God is going to reveal his gifts to you. He, he, the, God reveals them by his spirit to every man. What, for what purpose? To profit with all. That means for the profit of everybody in the church. That's why God has given you gifts. When you trusted Christ as Savior, the spirit in you came alive You have spiritual gifts that God has given you, certain abilities that you're better at, that you're naturally gifted at, that God gave you, that other people may not have. But he did not give them to you just to sit on them or just to use them. He gave them for you to serve him in some way, to serve him through the church. Now, it says here, he gave them to profit. I, I, I don't usually do a lot of Greek words. I'm doing a lot today, but it's the word symphero, where we get the, the, the root word for symphony. And I think to myself, boy, when you see how God gifts people and how God places people in the church, you realize that God is the greatest conductor of the greatest orchestra that's ever been, the church. Man, he's so good. All of that was my intro to the next hour of the message. We're going to go right into halftime of the Super Bowl. Here it is. 
I'm just kidding. Very briefly, very briefly, I want to give you three thoughts this morning to help us with what you just heard. I gave you a lot of information, and really, I didn't even dig into half the chapter. But I want to apply it to you so that you can take what you just heard and say, well, what do I do with that? Number one, you need to realize that God has gifted you. Say, well, pastor, no, I think he skipped me. (laughs) I think he skipped me in the gifts department. I'm not good at anything. And I know some of you feel that way. But I want to tell you, you're wrong. Your pastor is telling you to your very face. (laughs) If you think that, you're wrong. God has gifted you. It may not be a showy gift. It may not be the gift of, you know, uh, of prophesying and and proclaiming the gospel from the pulpit. It may not be, you know, uh, uh, Brother Jeff's gifts of uh, of proclaiming, uh, you know, it's time to go to prayer meetings on Wednesday. You know, there's different giftings. Do we need Brother Jeff? Yes. We need Brother Jeff. Do we need Brother Oscar, who's of the same type? Yes. I go back. We don't need Brother Jeff. But I tell you this. Those of you who sit in the back, or you hide behind somebody, because you don't want me to call your name right now, we need you too. When I was growing up in church, I know people don't believe this. I tell them this. They don't believe it because I preach. I preach. I preached seven times this week. Seven messages. This is my sixth. Tonight will be my seventh. And uh, in the last four days, five days. And people think, well, I've preached thousands of times. That's the only way I can stand up here without trembling. I've just done it by repetition. I'm naturally shy. By nature. I was the guy in the youth department who'd sit in the back and just pray they would not call on me for anything. Don't even announce my name. I didn't even like my name being called in roll. In college, some people are like, I can't wait for them to call my name. I'm like, please skip me today. I'm here. I, that's where I was. But you know what? I had a choice at one point. God has, had given me some gifts and said, use them or don't. And I thought, well, I, I want to do what God says. And some of you, you, know, you may not have those outgoing personalities. And all that. That's not a problem. That's not, a, that's not makes you less than anybody else. God has gifted you. Now, here's the thing about this. God has gifted you for something. He's gifted you for service. God has gifted you for a purpose in a place. He's gifted you for service in the local church. And remember this. These gifts were given to you, not earned by you. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to back up. There should be a little bit more amen on that. These gifts were given to you, not earned by you. What does that mean? That means uh, why in the world would you boast about your gift? Everything you have was given you by God, and he can take it away. So everything, it should should cause a humbling in us that God would gift us in any way. I'm quiet, pastor. What gifts could I have? You could have the gift of mercy. You could have the gift of giving. You could have the gift of serving. I would have stacked chairs for the rest of my life in churches if I had my way. I'd have been like, after the activities leave, I'd have walked in, been like, yes, they're all gone. Let me stack some chairs. Like that. That was like my thing of ministry. I want to serve. I want to mow the grass. You know, I want, to, I want to shovel the snow. Snow is white powdery substance that falls from the sky. 
As I have to clear, clarify for California, and a different white substance than some of you may be thinking of, all right, powdery. But, uh, you know, with California, I've got to make sure I understand, you understand what snow is and different things. But, but I tell you, it's important. It's important because God has gifted you. Secondly, I want to say this. I already alluded to it, but you are valuable and needed in your role. You're valuable and need. Look at, look at a couple of verses here. Look at chapter 12, verse 12. For as the body is one, my arm's not laying over there. My arm is on my body. <laughs> you know, we are, I am one and hath many members. And all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many members. I have many toes, I have ears, I have many different parts. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? See, some of you are the nose in the body of Christ. <laughs> But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. What's that mean? That means that God puts you right where he wanted you for a purpose. And it was his choice. Every gift is needed. And again, I'm not talking about money. But I'm talking about spiritual gifts. Every gift is needed. Every gift is honorable. Every gift is honorable. How, how dare we tell God that our gift is less important? How dare we tell God that our gift is, is, is unwanted? He chooses. He chooses. And he gifts it to us. And we're, you're part of the body of Christ, and every part's necessary. About two years ago now, uh, many of you know this, I, I started getting pain in my stomach and back, and I was like, well, this isn't good. I started throwing up. And uh, I went to urgent care, and they said, go to the ER immediately. And I said, I will do that. So I did. I went to the ER, and, you know, about six hours later or so of, of the worst pain of my life, I get told, we're going to take your appendix out. And I was thinking, don't I need that? You know? And so they, they did. They stole my appendix. My son and I have matching scars, okay? We both had our appendix, appendices, appendixes, whatever. We've had those things out, and now I'm like, Silas, you're next. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, but uh, just a year apart, basically. You know what? I, I, they, oh, you don't need that. I feel like I needed it. Say, why? Because God put it in my body. And I don't think God was just putting together old things and said, what's this? I don't know. Shove it in there. I feel like he had a purpose with it. You know, maybe we haven't figured it out altogether. But God knew what he was doing. I want to tell you, you, you are needed. You are needed in the role that God has created for you. You are wanted. And you may not even know what that role is yet. So if I'm, if I'm convincing you today, you're saying, okay, God has gifted me. I'm not going to be proud about it because I didn't earn it. God just gave me these gifts so I could serve him better. And now I realize, okay, God wants me in this role. I'm needed in that role. Uh, God has uh, given me the value of that role. So what do I do? Here's the last thought. The best way to find out where you are gifted, the best way to find out how God has gifted you is to start serving. 
Well, no, I need to wait until I find what my gift is, right? No, you need to start serving. That's how you find out. How many of you in here today, and I know some of you don't like raising your hands. Well, too bad. How many of you have gone through our discipleship program at the church? You've gone through the discipleship program or a discipleship program, I guess. Many of you. Many of you. Awesome. Okay, so if you've done that, and if you would like to do that, come see me. Uh, but if you've done that, you, you hit the chapter on spiritual gifts at some point. And in that chapter, it gives you a test to determine your spiritual gifts. Now, I will just say, it's a neat tool. It's a neat tool to have this little list that you fill out. But to be honest, some of us aren't honest. And you fill out that gift, you know, you're supposed to put from one to five or zero to five, like how much this describes you. I love giving money to the poor. Well, okay, five. I love leading people. Well, I mean, I feel like I should. Five. I love, you know, showing mercy to those who have backslidden. Well, I mean, I don't really like people, but I guess I could say that. Five. Sometimes we're not very honest. Sometimes we say what we think we should be. And sometimes those things show that, oh, we're all servants. You know, we're all the same thing. I'm not against the test. But I am saying that there is a biblical way to determine where God has gifted you. You know what it is? Start serving. And when you start just getting involved and serving God, God is going to show you, hey, I have more gifting in this area. God is going to start working on you and revealing things to you as you're serving. What is ministry in the, anyway? What is ministry at a church? If you think about it this way, much of ministry is simply using the gift you were given. That's what serving is, using what God gave you. Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now, you could take that to mean that God will give you whatever you want. But I believe if you delight yourself in the Lord, God places in you the desires that your heart should have. I think that's what the verse is saying. So in other words, God gives you a desire. What, what, what motivates you? What is it that just gets you going like, man, I want to do that. I want to serve in that way. I want to give to that person. I, I, I want to I serve our widows, widowers. I, I want to be behind the scenes. I want to teach the word of God. I, I want to show mercy to somebody. What, what motivates you? <clears throat> and maybe that is God putting a desire in you saying, use that. Use that. I get excited about many different gifts. I get excited about preaching, proclaiming the Bible. I get excited about teaching the Bible. I get excited about serving people, serving God. That's what I love. What about you? What, what gets you going? Today, God has gifted you. You may not know it. You may not see it. But God has given you gifts. You didn't earn them. He gave them to you so you could serve them and, and, and use them in the church. And you're valuable. You're needed in that role. In that role, you're necessary. And the best way to find it Say, Pastor, how do I find Start serving. I'm so thankful for the people in this church. I, I, I was thanking God this morning for our church. I am just amazed at the servant spirit of you people. Just servant. I mean, there are so many times where I'll say, okay, we need to get this done, and it's already done. There's so many times I'm saying, okay, we need some people to stay behind. Just need a couple guys, and 25 guys stay. We need some ladies to help serve for the, for the, for the, uh, uh, you know, the funeral and all these. La- <clears throat> I'm just amazed 
that God has given us a great church, a great people that have a heart to serve. And I want to just say, look, we're trying to give you opportunities because there is no greater feeling than knowing that God has given you a gift that you're, humble, that you're going to stay humble about, but being able to use it for him. I was thankful to see Brother Mo up here singing today. Did a great job. Thankful to see these ladies up here singing. And Brother Josh, too. I don't want to forget him, but I'm thankful they're using those gifts and abilities. You may not be the singer, but God has gifted you. Let's use it for